Shakespeare once asked this question, what's in a name? And the answer is everything. Last Sunday, we celebrated the name Glenwood as we heard the history of our church and as we heard the testimonies of life change from various people. And didn't they do a wonderful job? Didn't you appreciate that? And thank you to each and every one of you who gave testimonies and shared how this church, how God has used the ministry of this church to impact and change your life. And through it all, we learned that the celebration of Glenwood's name is truly a celebration of God's name because of who our God is and because of what our God has done throughout the history of our church. And so we praise God's name now and forever. And I pray, as Todd even quoted in Psalm 115, verse 1, that it will be the song of our church, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Now, the reason we're taking time last Sunday and today to ask the question, what's in a name, is because our leadership council is recommending that we change the name of our church. And so today, I want to present the new name for our church that our leadership council is proposing. After all, that's the question on everyone's mind, is it not? What's the proposed new name for our church? But I also want to take time to answer the question, why? Why change the name? It's important for us to understand the reasons for changing our name. After all, change for the sake of change, well, we could say it's just plain stupid. But change for a valid purpose, a valid reason, is necessary. In fact, it can be beneficial. So what is the proposed new name for our church? Well, if you peeked in your bulletins already, you know that it is LifeBridge. The Leadership Council proposes LifeBridge for the new name of our church for a congregational vote. I love the wisdom of Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1, where it says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. Now, if you've ever been to the island of Anglesey Wells, be sure to visit a town with one of the longest names in the world. should be coming up on the screen here. It's the quaint little village named, and I am in no way going to try to pronounce this name. You can actually Google this name, and they will pronounce it for you, and I don't even understand it pronunciation. But no joke, that is the actual name of this town in on this island. And the short form of the name isn't much better. It's about one-third of the size of that name. The name actually has a meaning, though. And it means this. The Church of St. Mary in the hollow of White Hazel near the fierce whirlpool and the Church of St. Tislo by the Red Cave. Now, if you're like me, I was asking myself, where in the world does that name come from? Who came up with that name? Well, believe it or not, the name was invented for promotional reasons by a local tailor in the 1860s. In other words, it was an early example of a publicity stunt in order to garner attention to this quaint little village, to attract people, to attract tourists to it. Now, let me just assure us all here this morning, the proposal to change our church's name to LifeBridge is not some kind of publicity stunt. 
Our leadership council has spent all of last year in various meetings talking about this, discussing it, seeking God's wisdom and will, and prayerfully doing so in choosing a good name for our church. A name that would ultimately glorify God's name. Yes, our goal is to choose a name that is attractional in the community. That is a name that is, that is appealing when someone sees it or even hears it. But more than that, we wanted to choose a name that is missional to our church. A name that communicates who we are and why we exist as a church. And so this morning, I, I'm rather excited. In fact, I'm super excited about presenting LifeBridge as the proposed name for our church. And this brings us to the question of why. Why go through this process? Why, after 78 years of the history of the name Glenwood, why change it? To Glenwood, I mean to LifeBridge. Well, I want to give you three reasons for changing our church's name from Glenwood to LifeBridge. There's some practical reasons, there's a theological reason, and there's a missional reason. Notice with me, first of all, a practical reason to change our name to LifeBridge. Your name, whether you realize it or not, is always your first opportunity to make an impression either for the good or for the bad. It's been said that the golden rule of naming is that a bad name keeps getting worse and a good name keeps getting better. And the reality is the name Glenwood, well, it's not getting any better. And there's some reasons for that, some practical reasons for that. Notice the first one. It's the, because the geographical distinction of the name Glenwood is no longer relevant. In case you missed last Sunday, we learned that the history of our church goes all the way back to 1939, which is rather amazing, when a small group of people started meeting in a little red schoolhouse located right here on our current property. And at that time, the church was simply known as Glenwood Community Church, since the property was located in this small little rural community called Glenwood. And so the original purpose of the name Glenwood that we have with us was used to describe the location of our church. And while the name Glenwood was very beneficial in the beginning, that is no longer the case. Since the name Glenwood, the Glenwood community, has ceased to exist for well over 50 years. There's no community here that's called Glenwood. The closest we have is Crestview, with an elementary school named Crestview, but there is no Glenwood community. Now, if you go back in history with the city and look at papers and records, you'll find a little Glenwood, but there's no recognition of that. There's no awareness of that. There is no relevance to the name Glenwood anymore, because there's no community by the name Glenwood anymore. And if the name Glenwood no longer is an accurate description of our church, then why are we using it? It no longer describes the location of our church. And therefore, I suggest as your pastor, we ought to step back and we ought to ask ourselves, why then are we still calling ourselves Glenwood? Why keep using a name that has absolutely no relevance in describing our location? That's one reason why we ought to consider a new name. 
changing our name to LifeBridge. But this brings us then to another practical reason. The name Glenwood does not help in building awareness the name Glenwood no longer describes the location of our church, then what does Glenwood communicate? Yes, the name. The name Glenwood has meaning to us here in this auditorium. And for those of you who have been attending Glenwood for many, many, many years, that name holds more meaning than others. But what if we step back, and what if we set that aside for just a moment, and what if we asked ourselves, what does the name Glenwood actually communicate to those in the community? To people who are not already here in our church with us this morning. What does it communicate to them? For example, when you tell your neighbor you go to Glenwood, what do you think the name communicates to him or her? It certainly doesn't communicate our location so what does it communicate about our church? The name Glenwood is, now it's not necessarily a bad, quote, bad name. It's not a name that's too long. It's not a name that sounds funny. It's just sort of very generic because it has no relevant, no meaning outside of those of us who are attached to the name. That is the name Glenwood. It doesn't communicate anything about who we are as a church. The name Glenwood doesn't communicate anything about why we exist as a church. It doesn't help, in other words, in building any kind of awareness, whether it's us in the church or for those outside of the church. So why keep using this name, Glenwood? Sure, it, it's, that's the name we've always used, right? And that's one reason, perhaps some may verbalize why we should keep using the name. Well, that's the name we've always had. Or perhaps, well, that's just the name I prefer. That's the name I like because that's what I'm used to. And there are, I can identify with some of those emotions. But I would ask, is that sufficient enough reason not to consider a name change? Of course not. In fact, I believe, bringing us to another practical reason, that the opportunity to change the name of our church is now. Change is never easy, amen? I think we all can agree with that. And even changing a church's name is not always easy, but it is necessary. And the opportunity to change our name is no small issue, but it has the potential to lead to some enormous positive impact for years to come. Changing our church's name is something that, that's kind of been within my heart ever since I became the pastor. I have, for me personally, I have seen this need ever since uh, for years that I've been here. I started talking about this even uh, as much as five, six years ago. And now we believe as a leadership council that God is leading us to this point in the life of our church that now is the opportunity before us. Now is the time to bring this to the forefront, to bring this to you as a church congregation for consideration and changing our name. We as a leadership council and myself as your pastor, we believe the time is now. Aubrey Malfurst writes, Enough research has been done to indicate that people, even unchurched people, pay attention to names. And yet, let me also say, a qualification, if you will, that at the same time, changing our name 
is not a magic wand, if you will, to sudden church growth. Changing our name is not a magic bean that we just all of a sudden plant in the ground and all of a sudden it sprouts up and miraculously overnight we're going to see an influx of people now gathering to our church. That is not the case at all. In fact, Tom Rainier writes, church names may be important, but they are not the most important factor in people choosing a church home. Relationships, personal invitations, good preaching, and friendly people, among other reasons, still trump the church name as the reason someone chooses a particular church. In other words, please understand, God still uses people, us here, as the primary means of reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet, we as a leadership team and you, me as your pastor, we believe that changing our name to LifeBridge can be a catalyst for propelling us, for launching us in living out this very mission that we have as a church. That's the practical reason for changing our name to LifeBridge. The geographical distinction of the name Glenwood is no longer relevant. It hasn't been for well over 50 years. So why do we keep using this name other than, well, that's always what we've had, or that's what I like. Not only that, but the name Glenwood, it does not help in building any kind of awareness about who we are as a church or why we exist as a church. That's the practical reasons. And we believe the time is now to bring this to you for consideration. But there's a second reason I want to show you. That is a theological reason to change our name to LifeBridge. On several occasions throughout God's Word, you find that God changed the names of certain people. That's interesting, because what that means is that God is not opposed to changing a name. It's well known that people's names are important in the Bible. And so when Rebekah gives birth to twins and names one of them Jacob, whose name means deceiver, that's rather significant. Or when Hosea's wayward wife bears a son, and the Lord says to name him Loamini, meaning, not my people. Listen, a heart-wrenching point is being made by that name. And so we should take notice when God changes people's names because it is always significant. In fact, what's interesting, when you study places in God's Word where He changed people's names, it almost always indicates that something new has happened or something new will happen in the life of that person. In fact, there are typically three reasons God changes a person's names. I'm just going to rattle them off here one by one. Notice this. It's in your notes. Come up on the screen. A new encounter with God took place. Is one reason why God changes someone's name. Uh, another reason is a new identity is needed for that person. Or a third reason, a new future is before that person. For example, God changed Abraham and Sarai's names to Abraham and Sarah right after God renewed his covenant with them to make Abraham the father of a multitude of many nations. You find that in Genesis 17. God changed Jacob's name to Israel right after he had spent the night wrestling with God. He encountered God and as a result God changed his name. He was no longer Jacob the deceiver, the, but Israel, the one who wrestled with God 
and prevailed in Genesis chapter 32. And in Hosea, when God changed his son's name from meaning not my people to you are my people. Listen, it signaled a turning point in the relationship with God. A new encounter was taking place. A new identity was needed for Jacob. A new future is before these people. My favorite name change, though, is Peter. Most of you are familiar with Peter. His original name was Simon. But Jesus changed Simon's name the very moment they met. Jesus looked at him and said in John 1.42, You are Simon, son of Jonah. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. And of course, Peter's name means rock. And later, Jesus revealed how Peter would be a rock after he confessed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God in Matthew chapter 16. And then later, two verses later, Jesus reconfirms Peter's name when he tells Peter in verse 18, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, humanly speaking, let me tell you, Peter was anything but a rock. Peter was far from rock solid. But he did have one unshakable belief, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And with that foundation, Jesus knew that he could build on Peter's confession a church that would change the world. And for 2,000 years, that's what Jesus has been doing here and all across the world. He has been building his church to make an impact for his kingdom. Humanly speaking, listen, our church is far from rock solid. Man, just look at me. It's not perfect by any means. Far from it. But we do have one unshakable belief. And that is Jesus is the Christ. He is the Son of the living God. And we believe that Jesus is still building His church today. Listen, there are still many, many, many more life-changing stories to be told through the ministry and mission of this church we believe God wants to use this church to impact many, many, many more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ in the years to come. We believe God has a new future before us. And we believe God is giving us a new identity as we embrace this future. And so for this reason, we believe as your pastor and as a leadership council that God is leading us to change our name to LifeBridge as a catalyst for fulfilling our mission for the next 10, 20, 30, however many years it is until Jesus Christ returns. Jesus is still building his church. And we believe that includes this church. There's a new future before us. And we believe God has a new identity for us as well. This leads us to a third reason to change our name to LifeBridge. And that is a missional reason to change our name. In the past, the name Glenwood described our geographical identity. In fact, it's interesting, church names usually are derived from three areas, three sources, if you will. First and foremost is ge geography, geographic identity. In fact, that was predominant 
50 years ago, leading up in through the 90s. Churches named themselves based on a geographic identity. And there's a lot of wisdom to it when your church is located in a place that is easily recognizable in its identity. There's some wisdom to that. But that's not the case for our church. I mean, you tell somebody, oh, I go to Glenwood, and the next question is, well, where's that at? And then you spend the next 15 minutes trying to explain to them where our location is at. Because there's nothing geographically to identify us other than, well, we're right up the road from Mackin Park or North Kansas City High School. That's the closest we can get that people are somewhat familiar with. And so in the past, the name Glenwood, yes, it described our geographical identity, but that is no longer the case. Whereas the name LifeBridge, we believe, it now describes, has the potential to describe our missional identity. When we had our discussions as a leadership team, we had basically two criteria for choosing this name. And in the options of names that we sorted through, we put them through this grid. Is it attractional and is it missional? That was our two criteria. Is the name appealing to not just to those of us here in the church, but more importantly, is the name appealing to those in the community? And is the name aligned with our mission and message as a church? We believe the name LifeBridge is both attractional and missional. And while both are important, let me focus on the missional aspect of the name LifeBridge. Notice this here in your notes. The name LifeBridge describes our message and our mission as a church. Listen, the message that we boldly proclaim is the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? That message will never change. That is the message for every local church. That is the message for every Christ follower. That is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the bridge to eternal life. In fact, you see this little diagram, this picture coming up on the screen that illustrates this for us. And, and I love how the Apostle Paul captures the essence of this in 1 Timothy 2, verse 5 and 6, when he says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Jesus is the bridge to eternal life. There's only one way to be reconciled to God the Father, and that is through the person and work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus tells us himself in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is only one name by which we are redeemed from our sins, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. Peter declares in Acts 4.12, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Listen, the cross of Christ is our bridge, if you will, to eternal life. Jesus died as our substitute. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for all people. And the Bible tells us that when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we cross from death to life. New life in Christ. Eternal life in Christ. 1 Peter 3.18 says, 
For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Jesus is our life bridge. He is the bridge that we cross by faith to experience new life and eternal life. This is the message of hope that we proclaim to a lost world. Life bridge not only describes our message, but folks, it also describes the mission that we have as a church. Our mission is to go and to make Christ followers of all peoples in the world. And this means building bridges to all peoples. It means building bridges to your family, to your friends. It means building bridges to your coworkers, your neighbors. It means building bridges to our community and beyond. The mission of building bridges is what allows us then to share the message of hope in Jesus Christ, that Jesus and Jesus alone is the bridge to new and eternal life. The purpose of a bridge. Think about it for, with me for a moment. It's really simple. At the essence of a bridge, it is to connect people from point A to point B. And that's what God is calling us to do as a church. We want God to use our church. That's what we pray for. That's what we're given our lives for. To use our church to connect people who are far from God and connect them to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We want God to use our church to connect people to a new and eternal life in Christ Jesus. Let me summarize it this way. The proposed name that we're asking you to consider and vote on. In summary, we are life bridge in our message and in our mission. Our message is Jesus is the bridge to eternal life. And our mission is to build bridges to all peoples in order to proclaim that message. This name, we believe, describes why we exist and who we are. It's our missional identity. But we are also Baptists in our doctrine and distinctives. Listen, we're not Methodist. We're not Lutheran. We're not Presbyterian. We are Baptists. We're Baptists in our doctrine and our distinctives. We are Baptists because of what we believe about the gospel of Jesus Christ, salvation in Jesus Christ, and the church of Jesus Christ. As Baptists, we are born-again believers in Jesus Christ who are publicly identified by water baptism and are committed to the local church in order to proclaim the message and fulfill the mission. As Baptists, we believe in the supreme authority of the Word of God in all matters of faith and practice. In other words, whatever the Bible teaches from Genesis to Revelation, we accept it as God's revealed truth. As Baptists, we believe in the two ordinances of the church, believers' baptism and the Lord's Supper, not because we receive a special measure of God's grace through participation in those things, but because God has commanded that we do them. As Baptists, we believe in the autonomy of the local church. We are accountable to Jesus Christ, the head of the church. As Baptists, we believe in the priesthood of believers, that you don't need another human being to access, to have direct uh, prayer to God. You can go directly to God without any human mediator. Why? Because Jesus is the mediator. 
These are just some of the doctrines that make us Baptists. And yes, there are other denominations that believe some of these same things. And yet these doctrines and more is what makes us unique in the sense of Baptist. And it leads to certain distinctives and associations. And of course, one of the most obvious key distinctions of Baptists is we believe in water baptism by immersion for born-again believers. We are associated with Baptist Bible Fellowship. We're associated with, with the Southern Baptist Convention. It leads to these associations. And yet, please understand, we are not limited to associating with only Baptist groups, organizations, or schools. Why? Because the gospel and the Great Commission is not limited just to Baptist people. And so we are life bridge. In our mission and message, we are Baptists in our doctrine and distinctives. And yes, we are a church in our calling and covenant. We're not a club. We're not a business. We are a local church. We are the body of Jesus Christ. We are God's called out assembly of Christ followers who gather here together on Sundays, the Lord's Day, to worship our risen Savior, the Lord, and then to go out during the week to witness about our risen Lord. And we hold each other accountable to that. We encourage one another in doing that. That's what we covenant to be and do. This is why we exist as a church, to fulfill the mission of making Christ followers who know Christ, who are growing in Christ, who show Christ and go with Christ. This is what we are covenanting together in. It's what we commit to as a church to be and do. We are the body of Christ. As we sang this morning, we are the hands and we are the feet. We are the mouthpieces of our Lord and Savior. We proclaim the message and we fulfill a mission. We are life bridge and we are Baptists and we are a church. And I believe God is giving us a new future with a new name, LifeBridge Baptist Church. I believe this is the vision God has for our church, and therefore I submit the following resolution for congregational vote. You see this in your notes. To change the name of our church from Glenwood Baptist Church to LifeBridge Baptist Church. And this vote will take place in a congregational meeting on Sunday, the April 2nd, after the worship service at around 12.15, we'll give time for people to dismiss, chat a little bit, shake hands, leave, and then we'll ask those of you that are members of our church to come back in and gather together for a congregational vote on this name. Now, also notice the explanation. While we are voting to change the legal name to LifeBridge Baptist Church, our brand name will be LifeBridge. Now let me explain what that means. You see it in your notes. What this means is LifeBridge, LifeBridge Church, or LifeBridge Baptist Church will be utilized for branding purposes depending on the context in which the name is being used. Now, this is not anything new. In fact, this is something we already do and have been doing. Sometimes by default and other times on purpose. For example, when I get up each Sunday morning and welcome everyone, I usually say, welcome to Glenwood. 
Welcome to Glenwood. And I don't use our full name. Why? Well, because our brand name is Glenwood. When a coworker or a neighbor asks where you attend church, more often than not, by default, whether you realize it or not, you say, I go to Glenwood. And then, like we said, you explain where that is for the next 15 minutes. Using the brand name Glenwood, listen, it is very appropriate in that context. In fact, wisdom calls for that. Why? Because telling someone who is either unsaved or unchurched, you go to a Baptist church, in my opinion, is not the best way to win friends and influence people to Jesus Christ in the beginning of a relationship or a conversation with that person. Now, eventually, that may come out. But it's not the best thing. It's not the first thing you want to start with. In fact, today, the term Baptist is often misunderstood by people. In fact, today, it is even offensive for some people. Unfortunately, Baptists are perceived by many people in a very negative light, which raises a barrier to connecting with them, which is why one of our chief goals is we have to build bridges, and there are obstacles that we have to build bridges over and through, and one of that is Baptists. In fact, in the Kansas City region here, some of this is the result of a certain Baptist church down the road in Topeka, Kansas whose attitude and actions are anything but Christ-like. And so sometimes there is a perceived guilt by association simply with the term Baptist. I say all this because while we are voting to change our name to LifeBridge Baptist Church, we recognize the need, we see wisdom in branding our name in a way that is most effective in proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ and accomplishing the mission that Jesus has given to us. And so this means LifeBridge or LifeBridge Church or LifeBridge Baptist Church will be utilized for branding purposes depending on the context in which the name is used, such as. When we advertise the Easter extravaganza in this community, it's probably best to use LifeBridge in that context. After all, people that are unchurched and unsaved don't have a clue what Baptist is, let alone what a church is, and yet we understand we are LifeBridge, we are Baptist, and we are a church. Whereas it may be best to use LifeBridge Baptist Church on our letterhead. Why? Well, because in the context of when we use our letterhead, most of the time, 99% of the time, that letterhead goes out to who? People who are already part of our church. Here's the point. We need to brand our name in a way that is simply most effective in proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ and accomplishing our mission. And so I'm thankful for what God has done in the past in our church. Amen? We must praise the name of the Lord for all the lives that have been radically changed and eternally impacted through the ministry of this church. But I am also excited about God, well, what God will do in the future in our church. And so we praise the name of the Lord for the opportunity that we have before us this morning. What's in the name LifeBridge? I believe we have a compelling mission for our church. I believe we have a redeeming message for the lost. 
And as you think about this, as you think about the consideration of changing our name, I'm re reminded of what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 15, verses 14 and 15. Paul writes, For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Now, don't miss what Paul is saying here. For the love of Christ compels us. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. May I lovingly and graciously remind us that we are participating in a congregational vote. We are not participating in a presidential vote. And there is a world of difference. When you think about a presidential vote, most people go to their election place and they simply vote for what's best for them personally. That's how they approach that vote normally. And that's what they therefore vote. And they have every right to do that. That's our privilege as American citizens to do just that. But we are Christ followers. We are part of the body of Christ in this local assembly here. And so we come together for a congregational vote. And that holds certain differences. That holds different meanings. And what that means is we're asking, asking you to vote for what you believe is best, not so much maybe for yourself personally, but what you believe is best for our church. We, myself, we believe this is where God is leading us. Our leadership council believe this is where God is leading us. And we are asking you to prayerfully consider this as well. And to vote, not what your preference is necessarily. Listen, I know some of us have personal preferences, that we would rather keep the name Glenwood because that's what we have grown to love. I get that. I understand that. But ask ourselves, is that what is best for our church at this time in the history of our church? A congregational vote, we come and we seek God's will. And that will be confirmed. That will be affirmed, if you will. That will be shown to us through the vote of our church. And so as Christ followers, we no longer live for ourselves, but we live for Jesus Christ. And the love of Christ, listen, it compels us to set aside maybe what we want personally so that God might use our church in a greater way in proclaiming the gospel and making Christ followers. And so I encourage you and I'm asking you to take the next few weeks to prayerfully seek God's will for our church and to pray that God's name will be glorified as we vote on changing our name to LifeBridge. Let us pray. Let us pray as a body of believers together. Let us pray individually in our own homes and in our own quiet times that God will use the name LifeBridge as a catalyst for connecting people in our community and beyond to new life, eternal life in Jesus Christ. As Kevin's saying, listen, I believe with all my heart 
If I didn't, I would not be standing here giving these messages. But I believe with all my heart that greater things have yet to come and greater things are still to be done in our community and beyond through our church. I believe God has a new future before us and I believe God is giving us a new identity as we embrace this future. And I'm asking you to prayerfully join me in this new future with a new identity called LifeBridge. Let's pray. For our response time this morning, here's what I'm going to ask you to do in response. It's pretty simple, and yet I think it's powerful. I want us to take just a few moments here to pray, each of us individually, to go before the Lord and pray that God's name will be glorified first and foremost, and that His will will be done in and through our church. That is what I'm asking you to pray. And all of us come together here in the next few moments to pray just that. Lord, let your name be glorified through this church. And may your will be done in and through this church. Would you join me in that prayer? Lord, we come to you this morning and we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together here as a local church body. We thank you for how you're leading and guiding. And Lord, I pray that your name will be glorified. And it would be glorified through the ministry and mission of this church and that your will would be done and you would show us that will as we come together as a congregation to vote on this new name. We pray these things in your name. Amen. As the praise team sings, will you go to the Lord in prayer?